Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Red Beach from Whitesnake and Winger, and you're listening to The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast with Jay Scott, the place to be for great rock and roll discussions and new rock music. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Happy New Year to you. It is now 2021. However, it's the same shit, different day. We went from a crappy 2020 into a crappy 2021 with no end in sight. I don't mean to be Mr. Negative, but reality is reality. Facts are facts. We need to get control of the COVID-19 virus or when the weather gets better, We're still not going to have any concerts. We're still not going to have any live music. We're still not going to have any sporting events. It's going to be rough. So do what you can to do your part for the greater good so we can all put this behind us. Stay at home. Wear your mask. Social distance. Come on, people. It's not like the flu, okay? 3,800 people a day don't die from the flu. So let's let's get this over with. Let's just get it done. All right, I'm tired of dealing with this. We're all tired. We're going on a year right now. And uh, in a couple months, I think March 1st, it'll be a year of dealing with this stuff. I'm sure it was being dealt with prior to that, but that was really like the big first date was March 1st of 2020. So let's hope for good things. At some point in this year, at some point, things got to turn around. At some point, things got to be positive. There will be great music being released this year. There will be, hopefully, bands to see at some point. We just got to keep our fingers crossed. But 
what we're doing today is we welcome back the legend, <laughs> Hall of Fame guest, Mr. Chris Corradetti, to discuss our year-end top albums. We're doing this all week, folks. We're doing this today. We're doing the top 10 EPs of 2020, and we're breaking it down to two episodes for the top albums, top 20 albums. We're going to do 11 through 20 on Wednesday, and we're going to do 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 on Friday. So you're going to get all the great albums that we've been listening to, all the material that you need to go out and purchase on Bandcamp or streaming services or the physical copy on Band's websites, just do it. You can follow us on Twitter, at The Hook Rocks. You can follow us on Facebook, The Hook Rocks. Instagram's coming. YouTube's coming. Website's coming. I know I've said that several times, but I got a, a website guy that kind of moves like a turtle. So anyway, um, that's all coming. We are now part of the Pantheon music podcast platform the music podcast network and that's exciting because it opens up a whole new audience for the hook rocks a bigger audience and a bigger audience means better shows so look out for great content coming in 2021 chris and i were discussing things prior to recording and there's so much good stuff that i'm excited about so much good stuff that i'm hoping that happens that i'm working on and we are you know, the place to be for new music spotlights, showcasing new bands, talking with new bands and getting to know them. No one does it like we do. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, but we really do showcase new music in a way that's different than most bands. We are different than most podcasts where we really ask some different questions and really get to know the, the artist and, you know, the bright artist of the future. So with that being said... Welcome aboard, Chris. What's going on? Not much, Jay. I'm I'm happy that you're back. That no none of the Miley Cyrus fan club has tracked you down and beat you into smithereens. Well, based on your comments, <laughs> I've got armed guards on my property right now um, to shoot on sight anybody with pigtails and uh, very excessive uh, eyeliner. So. <laughs> That uh, has been instructed, but yes, my rant about Miley Cyrus is in the previous episode, which is the top albums EP of the fourth quarter of 2020, where we do the top three EPs and the top five albums. Today, like I said, we're doing the top 10 EPs. We're both excited to do this episode. Based on what I said earlier with the pandemic and COVID-19, there was a plethora of great content great music released this year that's going to continue into 2021 based on the conversations I've had with a lot of bands. They've got a lot of material for a couple albums. So you're going to see a lot of stuff coming out over the next few years that uh, is going to be great. You know, bands are going to be swinging for the fences. Bands are going to be releasing a lot of great new, new material. But before we go into the future, we're going to talk about the past, the top 10 EPs, and we've, I'm losing, losing my train of thought. The top 10 EPs, <laughs> my top 10, Chris's top 10. And when you see this posted in social media, please feel free to comment with your top five, top three, top 10, whatever it is. So with that being said, 
Chris, what is your number 10 EP? My number 10 EP is one that I don't believe that I had in the third quarter when we had our, our, our third quarter discussion. Um, it's the uh, self-titled EP from the band from Rome, Georgia, the Georgia Thunderbolts. Absolutely love the uh, kind of Southern rock, tinge of country, tinge of grungy kind of sound that they have. Um, every song on the album is, uh, is great. There's a great riff on, I think it's the last song, Set Me Free. It's got a really needy riff on it. Um, and Looking for an Old Friend is probably my favorite. It's the first song. Um, definitely worth a buy on Bandcamp. Um, completely, completely enjoyable. You guys should go check it out. Yeah, it is a great EP. Um, really enjoyed it. Looking for hopefully a full-length album from them in the near future. They just released on YouTube a, uh, an incredible cover of Bob Seger's Night Moves, which yeah. um, was just absolutely awesome. I basically replayed that for an hour straight, just like because <laughs> Night Moves is one of my favorite songs by Bob Seger, and they do it justice. They do a really good job. Uh, their EP was very cool. There's a lot of great Southern rock out there right now. Georgia Thunderbolts are at the top of the new Southern rock scene, in my opinion. There's also a few other bands like Southern Governor, which is really good. Um, love to see these guys tour with like a black uh, Blackberry Smoke in yep, you know the coming years. Fun. I think that would be a great bill for them. But, yeah, it's a great yeah. EP. It's on my list. It's not at number 10, but it is on my list. Excellent. What's your number 10? My number 10 is Madre Sun, The Speed of Light. Um, this is a EP that I did not have ranked um, over the four episodes that we did this past year when we broke down the EPs and albums through each quarter. But this is one that you recommended to me, and I ordered it on Bandcamp, got the physical copy, and was just blown away. Just a great band. Uh, they're from the U.K. Um, they feature the son of Michael Shanker. Yes, that Michael Shanker from UFO. And uh, just a great, great EP. Hoping for more from them. And, yep. uh, you know, Tyson Shanker, you know, really does have a very similar tone than his that his dad does. He plays the Flying V, so you know it's him. But um, I do recommend picking that up. The name of the EP is, where is it at here? I the just Speed of Light. The Speed of Light. So go check that out. You can order it on Bandcamp. I think you might be able to get it on their website. You might be able to get the deluxe edition, which includes like a T-shirt and an autographed copy. But very well done by a new band and hoping for more in the future. Yep. And a killer album cover. I love the yes. album art. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Really, really cool. Well, why don't we uh, keep talking about this? Because it's my number nine. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, no, this is this is really good. It's uh, it, it made my list in the third quarter, um, but it's it's riffy, and I be, it I believe this is a band with this is a dual guitar kind of attack band, right? Um, yeah, I don't know if it's dual guitar attack. I know 
you know, Tyson Shanker plays lead. I think the other guy might be a rhythm guy. I don't know if he plays lead as well. I don't know that. So I, okay. I you know, there it very well could be, but I'm I'm un, I'm unclear about that. Yeah, it's but it, it's everything you said. It um, catchy choruses, solid lyrics, lots of guitar riffs, um, kind of like a, a smoky vocal to it. Uh, again, it's it's five great songs. Uh, I I would check out. To, Trick Up the Sleeve and Speed of Light. Those are my two favorites. But uh, uh, Puzzle is the last one on, on on the EP. It's highly enjoyable. My Anybody n- have it number nine? My number nine is Faust Revival. Um, mm. I uh, really, this, uh, this really grew on me over the last month or so. When I first heard it, um, you know, like I've often said that sometimes you have some things going on in life that maybe, you know, it's just a bad time to listen to certain music. But once I started listening, you hear the Velvet Revolver influence. Yep. You hear the the grunge influence from the 90s. You do hear a little bit of Guns N' Roses, too, as well. So just a very solid debut EP. Probably my favorite song on the album or on the EP is The Ocean. Um, ocean is great. The riff on the ocean is excellent. Yeah, it definitely is. And and when you hear and talk with Chris Faust, who's the leader of the band, it really is you know nice to talk to someone who's refreshing, who knows his stuff, who's really aware of what's going on in the business and where bands need to be. Um, just really interacts a lot well with his fans online, which is really important if you're a new band. And, you know, you need, you know, a boost, you know, if you, if you want to, if you want to follow someone who does it right, uh, follow Faust band on Twitter. I think it's at Faust band and just, yep. uh, just a, you know, a, a great connection there, but the EP is great. Love it. Love the sound, love the tone looking for more too. I don't know if there's plans to make another record in 2021, but uh, if they do, I definitely, you know, will be looking forward to it and definitely make a purchase. Good EP. Definitely made my list. Nice. Nice. What, uh, what is your number eight? My number eight is uh, one that made my list in the first quarter. It's Mark Morton's uh, EP, Ether. It's uh, an EP of five cover songs. Um my personal favorite uh, is the Pearl Jam cover of Black with Mark Morales, but equally good is um, his cover of She Talks to Angels with Lizzie Hale, who just absolutely knocks, knocks it out of the park. Uh, just stunning performance from Lizzie Hale on that song. Uh, really, really enjoy this album. Um, I probably listened to this six, seven, eight times back when I was in a row uh, on my flight from uh, from Denver to Boston when I had to go to Boston back in March for work. I think uh, each way, just six, seven, eight times, and it kind of like steered it in for me. Excellent, uh, not album, but EP, excellent EP. I need to check that out. I have not listened to that. So that uh, is something that, uh, you know, when I look back at these episodes that we did, and we started doing this first one in April. We reviewed the top albums of the first quarter, January through March. 
And there's been so much that's gone on in the mm-hmm. world. I, I feel like the first few months of the year were like something else that seems like a dream now. You know, I mean, Absolutely. you know, I mean, you know, from middle of March to now, I mean, think about it. We've had COVID and we've had, you know, the beginning, you know, fear, people buying all the toilet paper because apparently they have <laughs> more than one ass connected to their body. And you have all that. You see all the grocery stores, you see people on the verge of panic. In a lot of places they did. And then it kind of died down in the, you know, spring and summer. And then now we have what we, you know, we have this big surge and, you know, it's going to be a long, cold winter, um, as I've said before. But not only that, with COVID, you had everything that we enjoy in life, going to the movies, going to live shows, sporting events, just not happening. And even when you watch sports right now, like I tried watching the Notre Dame Clemson game um, the other day, and that was like the first game that I had watched in its entirety through any sport, right? And it just felt different. It felt like it was just a challenge to enjoy. I couldn't get lost into it. Um, you think you talk about the social, you know, issues over the summer and spring, you know, with the riots and the protests, you think about all the stuff with the election that's still going with all the court cases and everything. This year has just been like a buffet of craziness. And, you know, we just had the bombing in Nashville, which thankfully nobody was injured. But it just feels like when I think back of that first quarterly episode that we did, it feels like that happened in in a different world, in a different time. You know, like it's it's really hard for me to kind of grasp like – what happened the first few months of the year considering everything that's happened. So, you know, I remember you now mentioning that EP and I'm like, wow, I didn't even listen to that. I forgot that you mentioned that it's been such a whirlwind year. It's, it was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> no shit. I mean, when you think about like, I've, I've said this before and I don't know if people understand what I'm talking about when I say it. So, in under normal circumstances, you have time markers throughout the year to help you yep. remember when that happens. You know, winter, spring, summer, fall. There are points, you know, or moments when I'm talking to somebody and I can't remember whether it happened this year or last year because there's no vacations, there's no, you know, there's very few birthday parties. There's no bands you saw in the spring. There's no baseball game you went into the summer. There's no thing. There's nothing that helps you formulate time. And it's a right. weird feeling. It's really weird. Yeah, it really is. I don't know how many times it's happened. I'll be talking to somebody and I'll be like, was it this year? And that, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be 46 in a couple weeks. So maybe, it's old age. I don't know, but well, you you're you're an old man, Jay. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Which is why I wear depends whenever I do one of these episodes. So, um, that's a joke. Don't take that serious, people. Depends so, and reading glasses. Here we go. I got my reading glasses. You have no idea how much better my life has improved over the last five days now that I have reading glasses. Oh my god, I can see. You know. Um. 
All right. Well, my number eight is an album that you mentioned at the beginning, and that is the self-titled EP by the George Thunderbolts. Um, really enjoyed this album. We already talked about it, but again, uh, a rising Southern rock band. Um, great guys. They do interact with you on Twitter. I'm hoping to get them on the new music spotlight this year. So that'd be great. Yeah, look forward to that. Um, but again, just a just a great band. Uh, big things coming for them. So we're down to number Fun. seven. Number seven. I can't believe I put this so far down on the list, but um, the, <laughs> my number seven is is the EP, The Black Sunset from the Cold Stairs, and it's just it's four great songs, but it's so weird in in how they approached, like Chris said on, on your podcast, how he approached you know, releasing the songs for the EP. So it wasn't a traditional, Hey, this Friday, the, the, the black sunset EP from the cold stairs comes out and you kind of get it and listen to it over and over again. You, you got it piece by piece by piece. So in that sense, it, it was a little weird. Um, that their release of this was, was weird, but four great songs. I, I love their sound so much. I, the sound that these two guys can generate um, it's so cool, but, uh, you know, Wicked and the Curse, My City, Third World War, and Don't Waste Time with Goodbye are four just absolutely awesome songs. So that's my number seven, The Cold Stairs, The Black Sunset EP. Well, that's my number seven, too. Um, hey. <laughs> you know, I, I again, you know, Chris was on the show earlier this year. Uh, he's a friend of the show. He's uh, a great guest compelling story if you really want to dive into someone that has persevered and you know really have come out on the other end of adversity uh check out both episodes with chris from the cold stairs the first one i think was last october in 2019 and then i believe he was back on in april or may of this year um but yeah they decided to do something different they decided kind of you know slowly release the music it's such a funny time because of what's happening that there really is no correct way or really no proven way to release new music. I know, you know, there's probably, probably a four or five different ways. One, you completely pause the release of the album or EP until 2021. A lot of bands did that um, with hopes that things would be getting better. We know that they're not right at the moment. So it's going to be interesting to see if bands, push those out even further now so we don't know um a lot of bands took a few songs off of the album that they were pausing or you know postponing the release and did an ep um you know that was one way of kind of keeping in front of people keeping people's interest that was a you know a good a good idea for a lot of bands to do that you know, the kind of the other way was do what Cold Stairs did, release a song every week or do one every two weeks. And then when you get enough, then you release an EP digitally. Um, again, different way of approaching new music. You know, the fact yep. remains is that because people's attention spans are so different now that you do really need to stay on top of your fan base. You really do need to engage. The other um, avenue that bands took was just kind of releasing a single here and there. Um, I know Joyous Wolf released a single Odyssey and then they released an EP, a digital EP of covers. 
I'm sorry, not covers, a digital EP of the songs that they did on their on their debut EP. So right. they just did a different version um, with Nick and Blake and released that, you know, for their fans as well. So that was a nice thing. And then your fifth option was just to do nothing, you know. Um, so, again, there's really no correct way. There's a different ways to approach it. Bands are trying to stay in front of their fans, trying to hang on to their fans so they don't, you know, lose interest. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know which way is right. What do you think? Yeah. No, I uh, earlier in the year, like when when you had Chris on and he said, "Okay, this is how we're going to do it." I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a bummer." I I, I I like having that anticipation, and then okay, here it is. Let me go get it. Let me play it and and run it three or four or five times. And I was a little bummed about it. But the way they did this, uh, you know, in hindsight, I actually really liked it. Um, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but but it worked. I didn't think it would work. It totally worked. But again, if, if, if your songs are good, it'll work no matter which way you go, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, good music is good music. So, you know, whatever you're doing in, in, in the Cold Stairs, release really good material you know like chris said two guys are making that noise and one of the things that's different about you know the, the cold stairs versus like a white stripes or a black keys is chris really developed the low end sound on his guitar so it almost feels like there is a third member of the band so you get more yeah, of a, such a deep sound yeah, yeah. You, you're spot on on that yeah, yeah. so so it does feel like there's another member and there is bass there, but it's not. It's actually the tone of his guitar, which is really interesting. So, again, you know, check those I check those guys out. They're a great band. Follow all these bands on social media. Um, you know, when you see... It would be cool if the Cold Stairs got on Twitter. Yeah, Chris. Hey, Chris. What's going on with the Twitter page? You know, come on. You know, I mean, you know, we're always posting your music. We'd like to tag you. You know, I know there's a lot of people that would love a Twitter page from you. So, but hey, you know, I you're probably busy. I totally get it. So, all right, up to number six. What do you got? Ah, uh, my number six is one that we talked about in the fourth quarter, and it's the EP entitled Commandant from Tom Morello. Okay. Absolutely love it. Booty Child, Interstate 80 with Slash, uh, Secretariat, the Van Halen tribute song. Um, and then his, the two originals, Cato Sedman and Neptune Frost, are, are deep and Tom Morello-esque. You know, I, he's got such a cool sound and, and, and vibe on his music. And again, Interstate 80 with Slash is one of my most favorite songs of the year. It's a shame it came out so late, but man. It rips. I love it. Yeah, I'd like to see Morello tour with him in just a band that he gets, and have someone sing and you know on the on the songs that he did with you know whether it's Rage or Audio Slave. I mean, I know those are you know two different styles of singing, and you know obviously Chris Cornell is a very difficult uh, person to replicate. But yep. I would love to see him just with a band play all his material that he's played and, you know, play small clubs, small theaters, whatever it is. I think that'd be really interesting if he did that. Yeah. Can you imagine how cool it would be to go see Tom Morello in some, you know, 
50 person underground club somewhere where it's totally. just, just hot as nuts and loud and, and to be able to sit there and talk with Tom and choose songs, that'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. <laughs> totally. No, I would love to see something like that. I think that would be really cool for his fans and just, you know, to see, you know, a guitar legend like that um, who, you know, has been innovated, innovative. And I think it'd be a lot of fun, you know, I mean, you know, just kind of do a 12, 15 song set or whatever and have a good band and, and a good singer and just play it, you know, just, just play the, play the, the, the room and people will just go nuts, go crazy. That'd, that'd be cool. So what do you have at number six? My number six is the What Kind of Love EP by Tuck Smith. Um, ah. This was one of those examples I gave of because of the pandemic, the album was postponed. Tuck was really expected to have a big year. It's kind of disappointing for him, but you know I still think there are bigger and better things ahead for him. He's got this new band. For those that you know don't know who he is, he was in this band called Biters. Um, which was kind of like a cheap trick, Thin Lizzy type of style. One of my favorite bands of all time. I've spent a lot of money tracking down all of their like one-off singles and, you know, whatever um, on Discogs, which my New Year's resolution is to stay off Discogs, but that's not going to happen. But, um, <laughs> but Tuck, you know, it was in Biters. Biters broke up uh, for different issues there was a few different issues that were going on and he came out with tuck smith and the restless hearts um he was supposed to release his debut album or their debut album and he was going to be the opener on the motley crew def leopard stadium tour that didn't happen the album got postponed hopefully it'll be coming out soon but he released a three song ep of songs from that album which is the what kind of love ep really great great songs he's a great songwriter um, great hooks, really does it well. To couple that with the covers EP that he did that features songs from The Who, he does a Kiss song, Hard Luck Woman, just some really good versions of him just kind of having some fun during the pandemic. But um, he's a guy that I do expect a lot of in 2021, and uh, I just love his stuff. I loved his, his cover of Don't Change. That yeah. acoustic cover, that was really good. Yeah. Really good. And Behind Blue Eyes was great, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, check him out. He's great. Um, I did an interview with him back in January, I want to say. Was it January or March? Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't even remember, like I was just saying. So, check that out when you get a chance. Great guy, great musician, really knows his stuff, and uh, he's got some really cool views as well. So... We head into the top five. This is where it's really going to get uh, down and dirty, folks. Down and dirty. <laughs> I, uh, I'm really, really excited about uh, our selections here. There's some really interesting stuff we're going to be talking about, um, like we, we've already been doing. But uh, let's continue on. What's your number five, Chris? My number five is one that, that you had. I believe it was your number nine selection, and it's the EP Revival from Faust. Nice. Um, I, I love the Scott Weiland kind of STP Velvet Revolver feel uh, of the album. I, the, the song The Fountain, uh, the, the riff, the opening riff, and, and, and how playful this that song, but this EP, it's a lot of, lot, a lot of fun. 
Um, but you know, it struck me uh, since we already talked about it, I'll, I'll share this little funny thing. When I was listening to your podcast with him, what, what struck me, and, and I don't want to ruin, I don't want to kind of be a spoiler, but he, how he, he talked about how he recorded it and where he recorded it and what he recorded his vocals on. And when you listen to the ocean and there's that, that, that one, it happens twice in the song, it's a real high note that he goes after and gets. And it just cracks me up to think about how how he's recording this, what he's recording it on, where he's recording it, and as he's hitting this high note, and there's the possibility of other people just sitting there watching him as he's doing it. And every time I hear that song now, it cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting part of the interview. You know, one of the things yeah. that um, I did notice as I was editing the episode is we really didn't talk a lot about the EP. We just got involved in these conversations and these topics, and we really just were talking about that. I mean, it really reminded me of just having a beer at a bar and just talking. And then, like, we ended the the, the show, and I started, like, editing it to release it, and I'm like, fuck, we didn't even – Talk about the EP, really. It's like I felt incredibly bad about that. Um, but nevertheless, it's a great episode because he's a really engaging guy. And like I said, he really knows and he's really aware about what's going on and what you know bands need to do. Like I said, if, if you want to connect with him, follow him on Twitter. Um, great dude. And you know he's got some really great ideas. It was an enjoyable episode. It was an absolute music conversation. You know, that, you, you weren't interviewing him per se. He wasn't answering questions per se. It was you guys having a conversation about musical history, musical background, musical development, band development. You know, uh, it, it, was, it was a really interesting uh, podcast. And you're right, he's a completely engaging guy. Yeah, no, it, I look forward to having him on again. You know, if not to talk about, Faust music, but just kind of just shoot the shit on music in general. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good guy. My so what's your number five? My number five, it was a bat. There's a couple battles going on. I think the out of my top five, there's only one certainty, and that was the number three choice. But my five and four was like a battle. Like I like like, <laughs> like I just didn't know which one to go with for five and four because I like them both for two different reasons. Um, I like the rawness of one. Well, both, they both are pretty raw, but um, one's got a punky vibe and one's got like a grunge vibe. So at number five, I just had Martin on the show from MTR Project. And my number five EP of the fourth quarter is the self-titled debut EP from MTR Project. Um, if If the way I would describe it is kind of like a... Soundgarden meets Black Label Society. Um, That's a really good description. Yeah, you know, and and this was another one too that Chris and Christy and Eagle sent me. Probably, gosh, in the summer. I think there was one single that was released before the. I think it was released in September, and I listened to it, and again, it just didn't grab me, and then. I started listening to it more and more, and I just really got into it, and I really love it. The Chris Cornell cover of Scream is <laughs> absolutely, absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. So, um, yeah, just a great, 
great um, uh, EP. I recommend it. I don't think you can buy the physical copy, but you can go buy the digital copy on Bandcamp. Um, or you can go, you know, you can buy, it, I think on their website, or I think the Bandcamp site is their website at this point. But again, he was just on the new music spotlight. Um, great story. I love it when I talk to people who've persevered through, you know, personal issues and, and personal situations. And, you know, Martin's situation, you know, is, is not unique, um, because there's a lot of people that go through addiction problems, but the way he's come out on the other side, he's an inspiration, you know, for anyone who knows people who have gone through this or people have gone through this themselves. So if you have a chance, check out that new music spotlight with Martin from MTR Project. Yeah, his, his story, or not his story, but but his reasoning uh, behind doing the Chris Cornell song I, I really grabbed me. Um Anyone who wants to go after a Chris Cornell song is, is pretty ballsy, but but especially one that's so deep and, and he nailed that song. Uh, it's great. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. What's your number four? Oh, well, I will say my number four was really hard. It was really, really, really hard. And the four EPs, my top four EPs, could make a run at my, like if we had to combine, you know, shuffle all this stuff together and do EPs and, and, and LPs, they would, it would, I think these top four would definitely make my overall top 10. So with that said, I'm really surprised that the, this EP fell to number four, but it's my number one EP from the fourth quarter. It's King Bull and what happened here, the raw, energetic, catchy, punky 70s rocky band they're awesome they're riffy i i don't know what else i can say about those canadian guys <laughs> I, I absolutely love this ep i do too and if you listen to the previous episode of the fourth quarter they are the intro great punky vibe and it is also my number four so King Bull really um, is a band that's really raw and really got like a great punk rock vibe. They're, they got like elements of like Motorhead with like the Stooges with like the Ramones. It's it's just a really cool band. Really young. They seem young. Um, yeah. But I just you know I can't wait to talk to these guys because I mean these guys are from like the middle of nowhere in Canada. So Red Deer, Alberta. Yeah. If I, if I remember correctly, it's Red Deer, Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, looking forward to having them on hopefully soon. And, uh, but yeah, again, you know, King Bull, what happened here is just a phenomenal EP. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that raw distorted kind of fuzzed out guitar sound that they have. Uh, it's so great. Yeah, what's really cool about it, and what's there's kind of a sense of beauty to it because it feels like at any moment it could all like fall off the track, right? Like it feels yeah. like 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 it's just it's just ready to collapse in terms of the structure and everything. And there's like this you know thin string just holding it all together, and it's there's a beauty in that which which not a lot of bands are able to do where it sounds raw and chaotic but it sounds like it's supposed to. 
And I don't know if that makes sense to people, but if you listen to King Bull, you can find it on Bandcamp once again. Um, Maybe you'll know what I'm talking about. It just feels like there's this sense of like, holy crap, it's just going to all fall apart. There's just going to, and then, but it doesn't. And it just, man, it's like, it's just chugging down the train track. You know, it's just, it's just a steam engine. So it's, it's really, really good. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, you turn me on. So, so you turn me on to King Bull, um, Faust, and I think Madre Son. Madre Son, and then you and Christy kind of tag team me on the MTR project. So that was that was all Christy. That was all Christy. Okay. <laughs> I don't right. want, I don't want to steal her thunder. That was all Christy. Nice job, Christy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, you had a big influence on my music taste this year. So good job. <laughs> um, all right, number three. This is before you get to yours. This is probably the only one out of my top five that was like, yeah, it's my third favorite EP of 2020. But you go ahead with yours. I um, yeah, I struggled. I wanted this like King Bull. I wanted this to be higher. But I knew as much as I listened to it, I didn't listen to it as much as number one and number two. But it's the um, it's the teaser. I, I, it's the teaser poo-poo platter from South of Eden. The talk. Um, all four of these songs are awesome. It's just so good, and the, I don't know that we can I can adequately you know cover what we discussed when we did a half an episode solely on the EP. But uh, I, I am so looking forward to this full album whenever it, whenever it is released. Because um, these four songs, plus the, what they released on Black Coffee and, um, and, and the Audio Slave cover, like every single thing that they put out is better and better and better. And, and, and you feel the, the bass and the drums from these songs and the guitar is getting better. And the vocals are outstanding. I, they're awesome. It's good stuff. I have a feeling they're one of your top three. They are, and I will hold my thoughts until <laughs> I uh, I formally discuss them. But um, but yes, I, I agree with everything you said. So good. Yes, my number three is another two piece band that I've really liked for. A while, and how I discovered them was Nick Reese from Joyous Wolf put out a playlist, and he included the Crownlands in the playlist, and really enjoyed them. And the EP um, called Wayward Flyers Volume One is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, just in, in, in their full-length album, which they released later on this year, is just impeccable. My son keeps telling me that's the best album of the year. That's the best. That's the best band out right now. They are a two-piece band and very Zeppelinish, very kind of folkish. If if you put Zeppelin, if you merged Zeppelin three with Physical Graffiti, you have Crownlands. Um, Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> but also they're they're also very unique too. 
I will tell you this. I am a huge Led Zeppelin fan. They're my favorite band, as I've mentioned before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they do a cover. There's a cover of them. There, there's a video of them doing Cashmere. Um, and I hate when I hear Zeppelin covers. I almost immediately hate them. You know, people will say, oh, check this out. It's a great cover of a Zeppelin song. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't. Because everybody, what, what I always found was everybody always misses the essence of Zeppelin. And that is, you know, they never overproduced anything. Um, you have a lot of just, you know, feel and vibe to it. You know, a lot of that comes from Bonin and Jonesy. Um, you know, you have Jimmy Page, who, you know, is regarded as one of the greatest guitar players, also one of the sloppiest guitar players of all time. But that's cool with me because I always have thought sloppiness is part of rock and roll. And then you've got this guy who has a voice that sounds like a living, breathing orgasm, that if an orgasm could sing, it would sound like Robert Plant. But just a phenomenal band. So when someone covers Led Zeppelin, it's always sound, they always miss it because it sounds overproduced. It sounds too tight. It doesn't breathe. Um, so I, I always stay away. Every time someone says, they, oh, check out the Zeppelin cover, I'm like, no. No, I, I don't want to because it's gonna it's gonna suck. And but I've so heard. Were you not not in favor of the Hootie and the Blowfish covering Led Zeppelin back in the nineties? No, that didn't no, work for you. <laughs> no, it did not. It did not work for me at all. I I I I remember someone got me that. I don't know if it was a buddy or an old girlfriend or something got me that for Christmas or my birthday or something, and I listened to it once and I threw it out. I don't even want that on my property. I don't even want that in the presence of me knowing I don't want that in my room knowing that there's something that shitty <laughs> taking up space in my room. I want it out, just get it out. And I don't want to give it to somebody to pollute their joy of Led Zeppelin. That Zeppelin tribute album basically they should convert it to some type of fabric where you can wipe your ass with it. It is Absolutely bad. I'm sorry if anybody digs it. Oh, the Four Non Blondes version is really good. There's nothing good on that Led Zeppelin tribute album. And, and there is this episode's rant, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so when I hear the only two covers that I actually enjoy by Led Zeppelin are both Cashmere. And one is by the Crownlands, which if you check it out on YouTube, it sounds absolutely phenomenal. And the Alice in Chains version with an orchestra that they did a couple years ago that sounds really, really good. You know, really good. Anything that's been recorded on an album, uh, no. I mean, I know people like to do rock and roll live. Very few people, you know, just just don't cover Zeppelin. If you're a band, just don't do it. Just don't. I only think there's probably a handful of people that can sing equally to Robert Plant. But my advice, if I was managing a band, I would have them sign in a contract. I will never, or we will never, cover Led Zeppelin. And that's that. (laughs) But that's, uh, that's, 
knowing of your your Zeppelin fandom, that's a that's a bold statement from you. Crownlands is a combo of Zeppelin three and physical graffiti. That's if that doesn't get listeners to go out and listen to this band in this EP, I don't know what will. <laughs> I, I I stand by it. And, you know, there's also a little bit of a different kind of folksy element to their two and some of their stuff. Yep. But their yep. core is just they're a phenomenal band. And I think they're from Canada too. The Great White North. Yes. Yes. Got so, a couple of them. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I think you know we got them. We got you know the King Bowl. Is there anybody else on our list that uh, is from Canada? Let's see. We've got Georgia, Nashville, Toronto, uh, London, and then the Cold Stairs. What Nashville slash Indiana? Tuck Smith is Georgia. Yeah. Seattle. No. But, all right. Well, hey, we're getting around. Yeah. Absolutely. So what else you got? My number two is out of Texas. We got a new a, a new region uh, that we're covering. A new state is um, one of my crushes. It's the EP Static from Blacktop Mojo. Um, these guys can do no wrong in 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 my ears. They can just do no wrong. Uh, uh, it's a real deep um, EP. Great great writing um and i think this this because it's, again it's a, it's a little different it was written these four songs are written at the same time as um oh shit what's uh, their album from 2019 that i love that has the uh, i can see the album cover and i can't say it anyway it was written at the same time uh as of their 2019 album and we recorded at the same time, but they released them this past year. Um, but these four songs kind of cement to me um, Matt James's vocal ability. I, I put him up there in the uh, Jay Buchanan and Miles Kennedy category of, you know, awesome interesting, interesting. favorite vocalists. I, uh, all four of these songs are, are absolutely awesome. Uh, and it was really hard for me to not put this at number one. Um, this was my, this was my uh, yard work, lawn mowing, <laughs> listen every single week in addition to, um, you know, listening to it during the week and working out and doing all that other stuff. So um, another stellar effort from the Blacktop Mojo guys. And I'm hoping that we're going to get some new stuff from them in uh, 2021. Uh, they've been kind of, kind of quiet. So I'm hoping that means good things. I know, um, oh, no, you know what? They do have a new album coming out because I pre-ordered it. I already paid for it. So, yeah, they have a new one coming out. So looking forward to that. Yes, yes. I really enjoyed this, too. This is on my list of others that I enjoyed. Didn't make my top ten, but, um, I, you know, that doesn't mean that I didn't like it. It's just I thought there were ten others that were better, but I think it was it just stands with all of them. I mean, I would, you know, I um, – you know, a lot of times when we do these lists that Chris and I do, uh, they connect with us differently. They connect with us at different times. So it's not yep. to say that, yep. you know, a year from now I may like static better than some of the ones that I had in my top 10. That's just the way music works. And that's the beauty of music. So, but yeah, static is definitely, um, a great EP and it was nice to get material from them during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things we, we're all going to have, we're all going to have different memories of, of 
the heart of the pandemic and the early lockdown, you know, that, that March, April, May timeframe, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'll always remember freezing my ass off of my garage, riding my bike, you know, listening to writer's creed and the rocket dolls. But one of the things that I'm also going to remember is during this lockdown is every Thursday evening, logging in to YouTube to watch black top mojo. Those guys will play live, take requests and just sit on a couch and and play songs and play covers and play originals for an hour or 90 minutes or two hours. And I would just sit there on the couch drinking bourbon being like, this is awesome, but this shit's got to end. And uh, here we are six, seven, eight months later and it hasn't ended. So, but again, that's going to be one of my COVID memories is, is watching black top mojo. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, it's a great memory in kind of a weird way, you know? Yes, absolutely. So what's your number two? My number two is a phenomenal EP, phenomenal band. I love, love, love this band. Um, this EP was released at the beginning of 2020. Um, I can't say enough about it. The only thing that I hope is that they release new material in 2021. Um, the band is Silverthorn and the EP is Tear the Sky Wide Open um, this very well could have been my number one but this is just Brian Tishy is just a phenomenal player the whole band is just absolutely phenomenal um, love love the CP it's been you know in my rotation since it was released um, but uh, yeah, it was just, uh, just a great, great EP. The title track is awesome, but Black River Rising, oh, it's such a good song. Such a good song. The whole album, the whole EP <laughs> yeah. is just absolutely just killer, you know? Um, you know, Brian Tishy again, he has such a, you know, a just great signature sound for the drums you know Pete Shoulder who is you know in this who was in this band called Winterville um, is an absolutely great great singer just a just a great um, just a great EP I hope they release more you know I know Tishy's studio burnt down like a week before we did the interview or a couple weeks before we did the interview so I know he was kind of trying to get all that stuff back and kind of rebuild stuff, but hopefully he's able to, and we get some more material from Silverthorn. Yeah. I, I don't remember from the episode. Is this one of those, is this like a George Lynch kind of project for him? You know, like ultraphonics or something where they, they all get together and they, they knock one out of the park and it's like, okay, so long, or is, is does this band kind of have a future? I think like there in, is, in I our... think there is a future. I didn't get the impression that it was kind of like a, a side project that will just, release albums i think you know i mean granite tishy um i think he plays with billy idol i want to say or he plays with foreigner i think he plays with one of the two but i think this is kind of like his baby now so we'll see what happens we definitely will see what happens good stuff all right so just to go over a few that were on the outside looking in on the top 10 before we do a recap, a quick recap, um, Ego Kill Talent, Dance Between Extremes, Volume 1, a band out of Brazil that uh, really has a great sound, uh, very Foo Fighter-ish type of 
type of uh, type of sound, but also very um, introspective too in their lyrical content. Really enjoy them. Uh, Remember you by the Jacks. Great vocals, great harmonies, great songs on that EP. Um, I also enjoyed, as Chris mentioned, Blacktop Mojo's Static. And Abby KM Bass released, you know, Live in the Playroom, which was full of covers. It was probably, you know, like I said in the fourth quarter, why she didn't make my top three was because it was covers. But hopefully, you know, I, I know she's working on an album of original material or an EP, so looking forward to that. But one band released two EPs, and one band is going to be releasing a new album here come 2021. Another band with a great presence on Twitter, very engaging, great, great duet or duo. And Life in 20 and Birds on a Wire were the two EPs from The Metal Birds, which yep. uh, is a great new band. So looking forward to more material from them. Um I know Christy has really been working with them, mentoring and coach them and connecting them with people to help them with the album. Any new band that's listening, Christy does a phenomenal job with that. If you need help to kind of, you know, keep focused and keep, you know, planning out stuff and keeping things organized, she's really someone, a good go-to resource. So she's been on the show a lot. She's a great guest. She's going to be part of the live stream that we're going to be doing she brings a lot to the table in terms of knowledge about the industry and about, you know, being in a band and what it takes to get noticed. So she knows her shit. So she's really helped the metal birds among some other bands, you know, so she, um, you know, she really, you know, she walks the walk. She doesn't just talk the talk. Man, how much cash did she give you to say all those nice things? I get an envelope. <laughs> I get an envelope on the, on the 15th of every month. <laughs> Oh, no, Christy's great. Yes. Christy's absolutely great. So what were your ones that didn't make the top 10? Um, I have a couple. Um, let's see, Black Palms, Turn to Ash, Crownlands, obviously Wayward Flyers was awesome. I couldn't top what, what you just said about it. Um, let's see. Um, the, the sister band, Joseph, Trio sessions, their EP. They're more of like a, a, a folk alternative band, uh, but I, I, I really, really kind of dig them. Um, King Wilderness, The Healing, really liked the, a real good high energy band. Uh, obviously, The Metal Birds, scrolled to my list. Ow! Um, the EP, it was a cover EP, but uh, from called Under the Covers from Passion. Um, and they did an excellent cover of Van Halen's Pound Cake on that, among uh, three or four other covers. That was real good stuff. Um, let's see what else. There was a, oh, a band out of the UK, of course, called She Burns Red. Their EP Take Back Tomorrow, real good stuff. Uh, I actually got turned on to them by Faust um, when he was making his UK playlist back over the summer. Um, they're good stuff, and... I think that's, I'm sure I'm leaving one or two or three off. Uh, oh, the Bonics out of the UK, uh, Word on the Street, their EP, good guitar, good vocals. Um, kind of, if you like the Black Moods, that, it's that kind of sound and vibe. That's another one of the Terry Taylor um, recommendations. So lots of good stuff out there. Yeah, good list, good uh, 
Good selections. Let's do our recap before we get into our number one. So my number 10 was uh, the Georgia Thunderbolts self-titled. My number nine was Madre Sun's Speed of Light. Number eight, Mark Morton's Ether. Uh, number seven, The Cold Stairs, Black Sunset. Number six, Tom Morello, Commandant. Number five, Faust's Revival. Number four, the awesome What Happened Here from King Bull. Number three, the awesome Talk from South of Eden. Number two, Static from Blacktop Mojo. All right, great list. Once again, my number 10 is Mandre Sun, The Speed of Light. At number nine was Faust, Revival. Number eight, the Georgia Thunderbolts, the self-titled EP. Number seven, The Cold Stairs, Black Sunset. Number six, Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, What Kind of Love. Number five, MTR Project, another self-titled EP. Number four, King Bull, What Happened Here. Number three, Crownlands, Wayward Flyers, Volume 1. And at number two, Silverthorn, Tear the Sky Wide Open. And now on to our number ones. What do you got? I think I know what it is, but what do you got? Yeah, I imagine if people listen to this, they know it's, it's, it's the MTR Project self-titled EP. Um, this is one that uh, hit me. Like, sonically and vocally, it, it, it hit me inside somehow. Uh, like I said last time, I, I, I don't know the struggles that Martin went through. I, I don't have that experience in me, but, but his guitar playing and his vocals um, went right through me. It, it, his, the emotion that he puts into fully exposed and footsteps of a painting one and, and opposing voices um, is, is I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It, 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 it struck me. And then, of course, the cover, the Chris Cornell cover of, of Scream, is, is, he just nailed it. It's, it's, this one uh, it w- was real deep, um, and I, I, I wish that I could adequately explain how it resonates with me, but it does. It, it, just, it just does. Um, it, it's, it's, his work on this is, is beautiful, and, and then he caps it off with, with I'm ready. The kind of like thankful, expressive, you know, I, I take it as a thankful, expressive, you know, launch into whatever is next. And it was nice to kind of hear that as you were talking with him to kind of hear how he is, he is, he is grateful for everything that he's come through and how he is kind of ready for what's next. So um, I, I, I really, really dig this, this EP. Thank you, Christy, for turning me on to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you probably couldn't have said it better with, you know, with in describing the the music that um, that is the MTR project. You know, it was my number five. Um, great music, great songs, um, lots of emotion, those songs, lots of, you know, the lyrical content is is unbelievable. And his story is incredible, inspirational. Um, so, yeah, I mean, great choice for number one. It was my number five, but, you know, it's a 
does not mean it's any less than. I mean, you could probably place any right. of these EPs at number one at any given time. So, I would, um, yeah, I would completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it's a sneaky. His his vocally, he's he, he's really good. You know, like, I think I mentioned this last time. It kind of hits that sweet spot for me, like that Allison Chains, Chris Cornell, Black Tap Mojo, and Black uh, Black Label side. I mean, that that's a perfect fit into that. But he's a shredder. Yeah. But it, but he, it, it's not just shredding for shredding on this album. Like he, I mean, how he used it and, and, and worked it into these songs, especially, especially on opposing voices uh, where he uses the guitar in, in, in the chorus, you know, uh, it's, I don't know. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's my number one. Cool. All what right. For, I'm pretty sure we all know what you have. Yes, what you got? <laughs> I'm sure you do. So my number one is no surprise. It's a band that I've been excited about since, God, it's got to be at least 2018, maybe 2017, when they were known yep. as Black Copy, and they had the song Barely Know Her, which is just, just, just blew me away. I mean, Ihab Amran's vocals are absolutely incredible. If there's a guy that could match Cornell or plant. Um, he's definitely one of them. He's got a great, he's got great range. He's got great voice. There's a lot of great singers out there right now. Uh, the whole band is phenomenal. Justin Young, the guitar player has been on the show too, as well. Um, just love these guys. So much anticipation for their debut album. I cannot wait, but they released a four song EP is kind of a teaser kind of, you know, get people prepped and ready for their new album. You know, the song, The Talk, great way to, to, to begin the EP. Um, Solo has just a really cool Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, vibe to it. Um, Morning Brew, and I don't know if anybody caught the reference from their previous band, <laughs> Black Coffee, but Morning Brew, um, to me, has a very funky Lenny Kravitz type of feel to it too as well and uh, we just really love the range of this band and of course just the absolute knockdown just punch to the to the gut great first single Dancing with Fire um, just phenomenal just absolutely this is a band that also brings back the fun in rock and roll you know like when you watch yeah. them you know, like their vibe is Van Halen-esque meets Guns N' Roses. And, you know, they just got like this pure, like, you know, they got an attitude. They got a rock star attitude. The whole band does. So um, a fun rock star attitude. So it'd be interesting to see where that develops. There's a lot of bands, I think, that, you know, can develop into that. Um, but right now the spotlight's on, for you know, for me at least, is on South of Eden um, with their EP the talk go get it everybody you won't regret any any one of these eps that we've mentioned even the ones that maybe didn't make the top 10 gotta go out and purchase them you gotta go out and listen to some new music there's a lot of great stuff in here um i hope you enjoy all of it i hope you give it all a chance um and uh, if not buy it for your kids because i think they'll enjoy it too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> The talk is, or, or not the talk, but but South of Eden. I think two the two things that I like most about them, they are so energetic. Yes, and and I think it it it's a result of 
they play so tight. Mm-hmm. You know, not not like I mean, you can tell as a group how tight they are in their playing, and I think that produces this this energy that that comes out of it. Um, I, I, I'm so looking forward to more from them. I mean, all of these bands, I'm looking forward to more. But these guys, the these guys, they've got it. Yeah, they've got it. I put them up there with Dirty Honey. I was like. Holy crap! Like if if someone's gonna kick through the ice, like uh, with the younger generation, this, these are def- this is definitely one of the bands. I agree. I think the trajectory for them is limitless. Um, I really think a year from now, well, it's kind of hard to say because we don't know what we're gonna we're gonna be with the pandemic. Right. But you know, if things do get back to some normalcy, um, maybe not at the end of. 2021 but with by the end of 2022 i'll say this that south of eden is a band that a lot of people are going to know about your kids are going to know about this band um i just think i think they're the goods i think all the bands are the goods in this list but these guys kind of have superstar um written all over them yep i i completely agree with you yeah well, we did it. We finished our part one of the year in review for 2020. The top 10 EPs. Great list. Great stuff for everyone to go listen to. I also, again, want to thank Chris Corradetti. He'll be joining me two other times this week when we run down the top 20 albums, full-length albums of 2020. Uh, so look for those two as well. But once again, you know, Chris does a great job with this. He is the spreadsheet maestro. In fact, if if Excel, Microsoft Excel had a Hall of Fame, he'd be a first ballot spreadsheet Hall of Famer. Um, I'm gonna put that on my resume. <laughs> he would get he would get the Gretzky treatment when as soon as he retired, he would be immediately inducted in the spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet Hall of Fame. There would be no five day five year waiting period. <laughs> I, I, I will take that Hall of Fame, and uh, I'll, I'll put the plaque on my wall. The only question I have for you is: when you do get inducted, who's going to do your like induction speech? Like, who's going to introduce you? Ooh, that's a that's a really really good question. Okay. Um, I would do it. You would induct Cause yourself. I'm, because uh, I'm that arrogant that I will can induct myself. You are a <laughs> son of a bitch, I'll tell you. <laughs> My yeah. wife will listen to this and then yeah. she'll roll her eyes. Yes. Uh, do, you, do you, when you're with your wife in your house, do you talk in first person? I don't, but that doesn't mean I can't start now. So, like, next tomorrow, when she goes, honey, what do you want for breakfast? You could be like, Chris wants eggs. Chris, Chris can't do this now because Chris has to talk to Jay again about Chris's number 20 through number 11. Yes. You should start doing that. Who used to do that? Didn't Bo Jackson used to do that or some? There are a lot of athletes that do that. First person, yeah. 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 Chris. Wow, we, we really went off the deep end here, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Honey, uh, Chris is going to go for a drive in his car and listen to some music, so I'll be back right. in an hour. Or Chris, Chris will be back, will be in, back an in an hour. Yes, yes. That's how that's – how... got some new – New stuff off Bandcamp. Chris will be back in an hour. <laughs> uh, so do you get a plaque or do you get a blazer like the NFL gets? 
Oh, I would definitely take the blazer. Okay. If I can get, if we can get the, the, the Excel organizational hall of fame blazer in time for the, um, YouTube live stuff, I will absolutely wear it. I am definitely going to look into something. <laughs> I'm definitely going to see what I can come up with. But... Well, no, that's great. Uh, All right, well, man. It's always fun with you. Um, great having you on once again. Look forward to the next two episodes. Once again, everybody, Chris Corradetti, the legendary new rock spreadsheet dude, future Hall of Famer, um, always a welcome guest on the podcast. Thank you very much for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Always a blast. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Once again, Happy New Year to you. Hope everyone's making their resolutions or their expectations. And who even knows what the fuck to to have a resolution at this point with what's going on. Maybe, you know, my resolution is to change my mask every third day. You know, I don't know. Um, How about everyone's New Year's resolution to get the shot when it's available to you so we can get over the shit? Yes, yes. Or, you know, if you're not going to get the mask, just just do what people say, for God's sakes. I don't want to keep dealing with this because of jackasses, basically, you know? It's just – I'm not going to get into a rant. I already ranted once or twice, so. Already ranted. We'll, we'll save that for, for, for the yes, next one. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. This is Jay Scott. That's Chris Corradetti. This is The Hook Rocks. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Happy New Year. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And we will continue to keep talking with each other in 2021. Bye-bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 